Bitcoin. Inflation. Budgets. To avoid a recession. Interest rates. Triple A credit ratings. Pineapples. Hello again. Welcome back to Money, Faith and Finance. I'm Ben McKechn from Hope Mornings in Sydney. Joined by the illustrious, the incomparable Pete Burrows. Oh, we'll take that alliteration. Thank you. Yeah, you're most welcome. Pete Burrows, the same Pete Burrows, Lower Russell and Farr at Penrith, accountant with small businesses and individuals. Today, Pete, we're going to get stuck into the best way to give money to church. And as we discuss that, Pete, we are going to get into all kinds of stuff, Mm. such as various methods for giving to church, why would you give the church? Is it okay for a church to talk about money? Why would a church even need to do that? And is it about how much and how we give or why we give? Like the build-up? That's good questions, yeah. That's, you've yeah. yeah, you've yeah. built the hype sufficiently. I'm, I'm hoping you're still awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought built the hype. Was, I thought it was quite good. No, it was good. You built the hype sufficiently. That was pretty – there's a lot of good – a lot of gold there. Okay, then let me get into it right away. Is there a number one way, Pete, to give at church? I don't think there's a number one way and there definitely isn't only one way, but I would think at the moment and moving forward, it's electronic giving. You know, that's the way I see a lot of churches do it. I know our church does it that way is bank transfer. You know, it's safe. There's no need to count cash. There's no need to take it to the bank the next day. It happens straight away. You can set up a direct debit to give yourself the routine and the regularity of doing it. So to be honest, I would think some form of electronic giving for a lot of churches would be where it's at now. Also this season, Pete, we talked about cash versus cashless Less, yep. and some of the positives and negatives mm. of each one. If you haven't listened to that, go and check it out, cash versus cashless. Cracking episode at hopepodcast.com.au. This is slotting into that territory yep. of cashless versus cash because the old school way was often in passing the plate around, the offering plate. Yep. I grew up at churches where that was the case every Sunday morning at some point in the service, either one of those bags. That, Bag, yep. And, and that was a pretty, an, an offertory song. That you did, yep. that's yep. right. And it, it was a song just to kind of like, you It know. was kind of solemn and trying not to be too guilt-inducing. And then it was a cool job if you got to actually pass the bag around and bring yep. it up to the minister at the front. And also plates. People had the, yes. the, the plates yep. as well. And I think people have done like buckets And the buckets will wait. Yeah. So there's that, which I imagine most churches are no longer doing. Oh, there was also where you would give your dedicated, considered weekly giving in a little envelope Envelope, that you would put in the plate. Yeah, it's a bit more discreet as well. So I've seen, I've been in churches where it's been a plate and it's quite obvious what people are giving. When you drop in your hundred note, note. Or a bag when you drop it in. But then I have also seen envelopes as well. Um, and I think our church at the moment is probably a hybrid in the sense that most people would give electronically, but they do make a point of mentioning there is still a box up the back. So if you would like to physically put something in, you can put it in there as well. Did you ever do it? I, I, I didn't, but I heard stories that people, if they were unable to give for whatever reason, that they would put their hand in the bag and kind of rustle it around a bit like it sounded like oh, okay, change yeah, yeah, had dropped yeah. in there. Nice, okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, but you oh, can't, why are you only telling me this now? I could have learned this 20 I know years you ago. Can't, you can't do this nowadays. Our church doesn't do the plate. It used to have a Perspex box at the back of church that you could put uh, giving into like yep. your church, but I, don't, I haven't seen the Perspex box for yonks. Mm. And the other day, a visitor at church, she was quite surprised that there wasn't a pass the plate yep. moment. She wanted to give to church. Yep. And we had quite a good discussion about it's how. Like, help we, me help you. How do I put the money in the that's plate? That's right. How will I do this yep. if you don't have a 
collection at some point, which seems to me to be one of the downsides of everything heading towards being electronic nowadays when it comes to mm. the number one way of giving at church. It, yeah, I wonder too, it's just as you said it, I was thinking, does it take off the table just that weekly kind of reminder like it's a very visual and almost tactile because you need to physically make a contribution, but also too it means every week you are reminded, oh, yeah, it takes money to make this thing go around. So I think we lose that a little bit with electronic maybe. Because it can be a bit set and forget, mm. can't it? As yep. much as it's also a great way to organise your giving and be regular and be reliable, yep. that's the positive. Yeah, I think the negative can be a bit set and forget about your giving to this place that supports you on a weekly basis, your church family, and so you want to support it. Yes. Yeah, does it become like a direct debit that you set up that I guess in a sense does it almost become another bill? Speaking of bills... Churches have bills. They do, apparently. they have, like the rest of us, things to pay for, including Mm. ministry staff or keeping the lights on, whatever it might be. Have you found, Pete, in your walk as a Christian and various churches you've been involved with, that still people along the way can ask the question, why? Why is this church asking for money? I think they can. I I think it's better if the more transparent your church, the better. I think money's one of those things that maybe it's our Western culture. It's a little bit awkward to talk about and think about, but once you do, I always say to people, be as honest and upfront and transparent as you can about it. So I love having a church that says, here's our budget, here's our actuals, here's how we went, here's how much money we got in the bank. But also too, if you gave us money, here's where we are spending it. And here's what we would like to spend if you gave us more. I like to know that from my church or the organisation I'm involved in. Yeah, our church is similar to that, and I imagine plenty of churches Mm. are. And I've also been involved in churches where they have deliberately, intentionally tried to not talk about money on a regular basis. There had been a tendency in the past, and I'm sure plenty of people have experienced this, at a church where it's almost crisis each week, where we're reminding you again that there is a need for support here, financial Mm. support, You as the congregation, you as a member of this church are called upon to support it. Can you please do that? But that could be almost like a weekly refrain. Yeah, how many times can you go to the well, I guess, to say that and how many DEFCON 4s can you have? Yeah, that's right. And it can engender in people a feeling of I'm being compelled to or guilted into it or not even being recognised for the giving that you might have done. Yes. To that church yeah, up yeah. until that point. And so churches I've been involved with more recently have held back on speaking about money directly from the front unless there is some major issue or mm. on an annual basis talking about the budget forecast for the next year yep. and calling upon people to pledge in their giving. So yeah. think about at this point what you are going to give next year to support this church that supports you and can you let our treasurer know and the parish council know so they can work out the planning what, what we that's right what we can plan for into yep. the new new year i think that's a pretty that's reasonable that's an accountant look it's an accountant's dream i think i guess my only pushback on that would be do you take that conversation out I and mean, how often should we talk about money how often is often enough to at least remind people that we need money you know skills pay bills we need if we want to keep these people on staff we need to be able to pay them how often is the right amount of time to talk about money I think it's got to be more than never, but perhaps less than every week. But I think it has to be regular enough that as different people come through and some people aren't there that week and others come through, I think it needs to be part of the flavour of the church and the organisation to have an understanding and putting across that 
it's free. I mean, that's the awkward part about church is you come in and it's free. So at some level it's a free service, but it's not without a cost. And how is that cost born? One of the elephants in the room, I think, Pete, is why. Why would mm. you give to a church? And I want to ask you about that. But before we do, this has reminded me of another conversation we had about tithing. Mm. What is it? Should we do it? Hopepodcast.com.au, the back catalogue, wherever catalog. you get your podcasts. Go and check it out, the tithing episode. It was a gem. Season one or two. And oh, it was in, a, it was in the halcyon days. It was, the salad, the it was in the salad days. It was, it was, it was a great episode early on. <laughs> cutting our teeth. And that also has got a lot in there about the why. Yep. So before we get to that, though, Pete, also talking about money in church Christian circles is triggering for all kinds of people for all sorts mm. of different reasons. So one of the reasons I think some churches do don't do it or try to do it less is because they rightly know hmm. that loads of people have had heaps of different experiences with money and churches and not necessarily yeah. in a positive way. Everything from massive scandals that all of us have either seen in hmm. the news or sadly experienced in a church and just misappropriation of funds to put yep. it politely. Yes. But then you also can get people who even if your church only talks about money from the front, whether it's a minister, a member of mm. staff, a layperson, whoever it is, maybe they only do it every three months, every six yep. months. It could be every year, but I dare say you will have someone, if not several people in the congregation after that announcement, and it could be put as delicately and as sensitively mm. and as hear me out as you want to, mm. someone over morning tea or several will say, they're always talking about money here. They just want my money. Mm. What can you do as a church up against that kind of yeah, backdrop? Yeah, I mean, yeah, money is triggering for people and also too everybody's got different backgrounds, different, you know, feelings, thoughts and emotions about money. So you never know exactly what will trigger people. I think if it's a fair ask and it's explained well, you have to do you have to do the ask. You have to do the ask and bear the consequences that some people will have their noses put out of joint with that. Separate to the best method for giving money to church, Pete, which I'm not sure if I totally supported earlier as I should have, surely electronic giving is just, it's the future, the future's arrived. Like that's, mm. that's the way it is. But talking about the ask at church, have you done the ask at church? I haven't, but I've been at churches where it's been asked and sometimes it's been asked when it's urgent and quite sort of, you know, it's the 11th hour. And probably like you, I felt a bit like it's awkward then. It's, it's, it's a real push on the emotions and the accountant in me saying we should have done something a bit earlier and this is... You know, it, it really does, yeah, it can be quite confronting. Because I've done it, I've been involved with uh, this annual looking forward to the next mm. year and it's been an inter interesting process and a helpful one I yeah. found because I was trying to find the words to express to everybody in the room, wherever they're at, yep. that money is a necessary component of this yes. free service that yep. you pointed out, Pete. Yes, it is. This incredible local whatever God is doing in this place organization, mm. money is necessary. How can I talk about that in a way where I am not compelling you? I am not demanding yep. that you hand over your hard earns. Instead, it's more presenting not just an opportunity, but a reality of yeah. if you are a hand on heart member of this congregation, this is the, your church home, mm. then your church home needs you just like you need it. Yeah, but is it a partnership? I guess in a sense, so, you know, if you're partnering with us, 
wouldn't you want to contribute towards that? And you're also not being prescriptive. I think the best asks are not prescriptive about how much you've got to give because it will look different for different people. You know, the widow only gave two coins, the story in the Bible, but it meant a lot to her because it was a lot reflective to what she had. But it wouldn't have looked a lot if you said, is that going to fix our budget? But it was more about her attitude and the fact that she gave. Oh, I see what you did there. You got to the why, Pete. Yeah. The why you give, which has got to be the elephant in the room whenever money is being talked about. And whether it's talking about the best method of giving at this church is electronic giving and you might feel all kinds of different ways about that, whether it's that that's triggering you or whether it's some bad experience you had in the past, Mm. whatever it might be, I would argue that we all need to, those of us who follow Jesus, separate out the how and the what you are giving Mm. and go back to the why And like we talked about in that tithing episode, I think the New Testament, the letters, many different references to if you are a follower of Jesus, you are called to give financially to the ministry team or church place that you regularly go to. Like you said, it's a partnership. And so that to me seems like a non-negotiable in God's word. It's just an expected. The... Follow-up then, or the next step is how much are you going to give and Mm. even how regularly, but you'd have to keep going back to the why. I think so. I think without a why, it feels like you're sort of on shifting sands if you don't really know why. It's like with most bills or most things you want to spend your money on, I think you've got to understand what's behind it. You know, your motivation should drive the application would be the way I would put it, you know, of your funds. The way you spend them should come from what's important to you. What's your motivation? Do you understand why they need the money? Are you on board with the vision and what they want to do with it? Maybe we then spent too long in this conversation getting to the why. That should have Mm. been more front-loaded because it can almost be a distraction to talk about what method, what's the number one way of giving at church. I'm not trying to say we were trying to do that, but now thinking about it at this point in the conversation, that can just be for one of a less delicate term, an excuse for somebody to not give. But yeah. not giving is for all kinds of other reasons, but you might be saying, oh, it's because I want to see a plate pass around each week. Or and I because- wasn't there that week or I can't set up a direct debit, you know, there. That's right. That's right. And so like lots of things in our Christian life, you can find that the wood for the trees happens mm. where I'm now debating somebody over, oh, yeah, I'd love to see the plate come back. Mm. You're right. Or oh, it's a bit set and forget and I'm just not comfortable with that, so I'm not going to give. Yeah, yeah. You're like, mate, is that the, really the reason yes, yeah, that yeah. you're not going to give to this place? And people can give, as we talked about in that tithing episode and at other points in money, mm. faith and finance, people can give all sorts of different amounts to their church. Yes. Like I'm definitely with you about a church should not be prescriptive about how much money mm. you must give to them each week. That's wrong. I think, yeah. but you can have a giving portfolio where you might at different points even give more or less to your local church, but you're giving elsewhere to yep. other works of God that are happening in other ministries yep. or organizations yep. or whatever it might be, which still then circles back to the why, not the method yes. of how you yeah. give. Yeah, because there is a method for every way that you want to spend money and shops have worked this out as well. They don't get in your way. They make it easy for you to spend your money. Churches are really just becoming the same way, that there shouldn't be any barriers to you supporting them, whether it's, you know, a plate, whether it's a direct transfer, whether it's click on the website. That's not the issue. The issue is more the motivation and why should you give money and where's it going to go? 
This is an expression, Pete, that I'm not recommending any church use. Mm. Show me the money. Show me the money, yeah. Yeah, show me the money. What's your show me the money moment? (laughs) My show me the money would be show God some money. Um, I'm saying that, you know, sort of a little bit facetiously, but it's not that God needs our money. Yeah, he doesn't need our money to be rich. It's that we need to be generous and we need to understand that just because something's free doesn't mean it hasn't got a cost. And the people that work in these ministries and churches, they do good works, they deserve to be paid. We need to understand that if we partner in that, we should support that. Don't get hung up on how much you give, but we need to show God some money. Amen to that. And Pete, that wraps up season three three. of Money, Faith and Finance, which many are already calling the next halcyon days. Okay, right. Okay, yep. Salad days are over. Yep. Yeah, but they're back. They're back. Well, they never stop. Yep. I don't know. Uh, and don't stop tuning in to Money, Faith and Finance. Uh, we'll be back Be back after a short holiday. Where are you going to take me? Oh, yeah. Pick? I was, <laughs> was going to say to lunch, <laughs> end of season wrap party. Oh, man, imagine that, what that's going to be like, the Money, Faith and Finance lunch. My goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> it will be um, toasted sandwiches uh, in the kitchen. Pete, we also, in our hiatus, would love to hear from you mm. and Hit us up with any question you've got on any money matter. We'd love to dive into it. Also, be sure to share money, faith, and finance with all your peeps because you know your peeps would love it. They would. They'd love it. Yep. Get us out there. Thank you very much. Thank you in advance for doing that. And thank you, Pete, for showing up again in season four in advance. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Where you still will be Pete Burrows, the same of Lower Russell and Farrah Penrith. I will remain so. Yeah, search for Pete online. I'll still be Ben McKechn. Join us then for more Money, Faith and Finance. This podcast is for general information only and is not investment or financial advice. It is not specific to you, your needs, goals and objectives. Before making any financial decisions, do your own research and speak with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening to Money with Ben and Pete.